you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from the com. The com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly, certainly appreciate you coming by the show. If you're listening to the show uh, 10 years from now, like many of you do, comment on some of our oldest <laughs> videos. Uh, this is, uh, we just passed April 1st, uh, 2023. And uh, I played a joke on my uh, social media audience on LinkedIn and Facebook and uh, I lived through it, evidently. But uh, we announced on April 1st, Fool's Day, that the uh, Chris Voss show, there was a pending announcement that was coming today on Monday that we'd been bought for a multi-million dollar deal by Amazon. And, uh, of course, the show is on Amazon already and Audible as well. You can download on Audible, which is weird because the show's not a book, but it's on Audible. <laughs> so make makes sense of that. I don't know. And you can find it anywhere on the, in the interwebs. So I, I made a uh, April Fool's joke that we, the show had been bought by Amazon. And uh, some people actually bought it, and they know that I'm a I'm a snarky joker <laughs> sort of person, which surprised me. And, and you know, I I don't know if some of my well wishing friends just are like, yeah, let's just let's just placate the idiot for a while and pretend like we bought his BS on April Fool's Day. But some people actually bought it, and I actually had to privately write some uh, very famous people and say, hey, just so you know, I don't want to embarrass you, um, but. Uh, that that is an April Fool's joke. Uh, so the show was not bought by Amazon in a multi-million dollar deal. If you believe that, well, I, I we the show appreciates your love and support, and it's it's going on fourteen years. Damn it, somebody buy this show already. I don't know that I'd sell it. I I like having control over everything. I'm kind of a narcissistic person that way. So in uh, in other news, uh, that didn't happen. I don't know what that means, but we are in 2023. We have an amazing 30 uh 30 book plus author on the show she's returning from her uh, previous appearance on her show the personal librarian was the shows that she was on and it uh, came out when was that we did 308 shows last year so <laughs> i'm still trying to find my uh, feel my legs uh june 7th 2022 uh, she come on the show and we have uh victoria christopher murray on the show you may have heard her may have seen her especially if you're uh, familiar with the lifetime original movies channel she had four of them Holy crap, four of them. She's returning for her amazing new book that's come out April 4th, which is tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow, she says. April 4th, 2023, and so does Amazon, wherever fine books are sold. Uh, her newest book, this is part of her Seven, seven Deadly Sins book series, which I think is describing my life. Uh, this one is called Pride, The Seven Deadly Sins, and comes out in a variety of formats. You can order wherever fine books are sold. Uh, Victoria Christopher Murray is the New York Times bestselling author of more than 30 novels. Her novel, The Personal Librarian, which I mentioned earlier, which she co-authored with Marie Benedict, check out that episode, was an instant New York Times bestseller, and her novel, Stand Your Ground, won a NAACP 
Image Award for Outstanding Literary Work Fiction. Uh, two of her novels, Lust and Envy, have been made into TV movies for a lifetime, and you can visit her at her website. We'll get that from her in a second. Welcome to the show, Victoria. How are you? I'm good. It's good to be back with you. There you go. And uh, give us a .com where people can find you on the interwebs. Well, my name. So it's easy. VictoriaChristopherMurray.com. And on social media, everything is Victoria Christopher Murray. There you go. And and I think in the last part of your Amazon thing is an update. It said two of your novels have been made into TV movies. For yeah. Yeah. So four have already been made, and the fifth one comes out this Saturday. There you go. I'll let you yell at your publisher for not updating your author page. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. There you go. Well, thank you for coming back to the show. We really are honored and appreciate it. Uh, give us, uh, you know, what motivates you want to write this series uh, of book uh, or this this book in addition to your series i'm imagining you're just trying to keep up with the series of the all the seven deadly sins at this point yes it um that's all it was when i started writing the seven deadly sins i can't say that i was really committed to writing a series i mean that's uh -huh. seven books yeah yeah and I'm, I'm a little commitment phobic so i just wasn't sure but what happened was after i wrote my very first book um, just not too long after that, Lifetime came calling. Um, somebody was interested in producing it. They took it to Lifetime, Sean Robinson. And so now I had to write seven books. Um, and so it was very, it's very easy. You know, the last seven years in this part of the, the genre that I write in, um, it's been easy. I wrote Lust, then I wrote Envy, then I wrote Greed, then I wrote Wrath, and now Pride. Wow. So not a lot of thinking to do in terms of the subject of course i then had to put the story together it sounds like you're describing my life lust <laughs> envy greed wrath and pride that's right that's the the five that i've done and then uh the, and then uh my next the next one is probably uh, chris goes before the fall or something yeah. <laughs> the, next, the only two i haven't done are gluttony and sloth there you go. Well, you, you can still write those about me as well, if you like. Uh, anyway, enough about me uh, and my lifestyle. Uh, so give us an overview of this book, uh, kind of a, a broad 30,000-foot uh, look, if you would. Yeah, so this is a story. This one is one of my favorites because it has a little bit of a mystery to it. Um, this is a woman who, of course, she's going to be suffering from pride, but mm. um, she was homeless as a child, and she clawed her way to the top. So she feels she has done it all. She doesn't mm. need any help. Um, mm. And the book opens up with her needing some help because mm. she's been getting these mysterious texts from someone threatening to bring her down. And she's oh, wow. done some shady things in her past that may mm. bring her down. And she doesn't want wow. to come down that way. So she has to ask an ex for help. Uh oh, that's not something women like to do, asking exes for help. And, or uh, And that's the first page. Mm. Of course, it depends on how look, good looking it is. You know what I mean? I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but yeah. Sometimes you get those exes that call you, protect you, you know, after a year or something. You're like, yeah, you miss me? What? Yeah. So now this, in, was, in your, this was an ex-fiance so they were oh yeah wow i don't think any of my ex-fiances would take my calls i have two of them <laughs> so how many think, do you have <laughs> i have a lot of exes 
I've been, I've been single all my life. I'm I'm pretty stubborn that way. Um, okay. So, uh, is is the characters in your books for people that are familiar? Since this is a book series, is the characters in your book the same person, or are you using different women in each of the different books? That's a good question because when I wrote the first novel, Lust, I had to make that decision. When I wrote the second one, what did I want to do? And I mm -hmm. decided to make them totally different people. Um, in fact, I chose seven, well, five so far, different cities. And the only thing they have in common is this that they're part of the series, The Seven Deadly Sins. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Uh, what do you think uh, is the real? Do the novels you you kind of follow a formula of the novels? What do you think uh, makes this one kind of different? Uh, can people pick? Up, I, it sounds like people can pick up the series anywhere yeah. in this. Okay. Anyway. And what do you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead with your answer. I no, I think you question. were saying uh, what makes them different to people. Mm -hmm. I think people are fascinated. Everyone has heard of the seven deadly sins, mm -hmm. and so um, and we and I was smart. I started with lust um, <laughs> because that's the one that people are like. Oh, I think I may have a little mm -hmm. bit of that. Got some lust and going on. I think once I started with lust, like I'm not sure any of the other ones would have been the the perfect first one. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it was the perfect. And once I got people in lust, I got them hooked. Because uh -huh. one of the things that I think I've, I've done is I've never forgotten the word deadly mm. in the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, it, I mean, it, it probably gives you a lot to work of because, because you can be like, okay, well, here's the next, Here's the next uh, seven deadly sins, and uh, you can do that. What are you going to do when you run out of all seven deadly sins? You're going to have to like, start making some up. I know. Well, you know, that's interesting that you say that. I don't think yeah. I'm going to do that. But oh. one of, in the beginning, in the middle, I was starting to think, hmm, I wonder if I should do like an eighth deadly sin and call the book the eighth deadly sin because yeah. nobody heard of that. And then I could do something like revenge or yeah. uh, something. But, you know, I've been writing also historical fiction, and I really like that. So I mm. think I'm going to kind of let this go, and mm. this will be like my swan song in contemporary fiction. Well, it seems to be popular with a lifetime crowd. Maybe yeah. you should maybe you should do like you can just, yeah, you can just start making up your own deadly sins because there's a <laughs> lot of them. They're stupid <laughs> and dumb and ignorant and uh, people who, uh, I don't know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's probably yeah, but I think revenge is a good one. Revenge is a good one. That's something yeah. that can get you murdered. Murder. That's some murdering maybe going on there. Yeah. So is it? Uh, is there like some life lessons incorporated in your books as to maybe an example of what not to do? Since we're talking about the seven deadly sins, that's kind of the point of them. Is like don't do these yeah. or else. I think these are cautionary tales. I don't write. I don't set out to say, okay, let me teach this lesson. Because, I mean, I'm suffering from them as well. So I can't teach anybody anything. All I can do is write about it. But I think um, they do serve as cautionary tales because people say, oh, maybe I should stay away from that. Or um, that I, when people, I've had some early readers with pride. Mm. And with pride, more so than any of the other books, I've had people say, wow, I see myself really in this character. So I found that fascinating um, that people are saying that more so than any of the other sins. 
Well, you know, the, the thing is, is, uh, you know, we love stories. We collect stories in this life and it took me <laughs> 50 years to figure out what we were always doing with TV and books and movies and television and stuff that we were basically, you know, we don't get an owner's manual. And so that's yeah. why I love uh, my podcast series and having uh, interesting authors like yourself on and what you guys write is uh, this is how we learn about life and ourselves yeah. and how either to be better as ourselves or maybe a reflection of ourselves in the mirror, right? Yeah. And I think that's why people read. And even mm -hmm. in fiction, you're able to get something out of it, get some life lessons out of it. Yeah. And with, with writing, I get to learn because when I was writing The Seven Deadly Sins, I discovered something like with lust, envy, wrath, and greed. Those were all sins that you can see on the outside. Mm -hmm. You can see it. You can see someone lusting. You can see someone's jealousy or envy. Um, but pride is an inward sin. Mm -hmm. And so it's very hard to demonstrate um, it on paper. Mm -hmm. And I and so that was something that was very interesting to me. So even as I'm writing these fiction novels that I totally make up, I'm learning something too. There you go. Uh, self reflection. They say the teacher learns more than the student sometimes. Yeah. I should probably read the book because I might have a narcissistic pride <laughs> attitude, according to all of my exes. <laughs> that one thing makes sense. You calls. should check with them. You should check with them. There you go. So, uh, is there any romance uh, with the, uh, you know, she's bringing the ex back into her life uh, a little bit? Uh, is there any romance? Well, she's bringing, going on? she's bringing the ex back into her life a little bit. And when she mm -hmm. sees him again, she's like, why did we break up in her head? Mm -hmm. So she goes through her in her head because he does agree to help her. Um, she goes in her head, okay, we need to get back together. Mm -hmm. um, she thinks she's feeling that with him too until he announces he's engaged. Oh, there's a twist. There's a twist. Uh, so uh, so there's a whole journey that goes on there. The thing there's, I a whole, there's a whole journey. That's funny that you say that. Her name is Journey. Uh-huh. Yeah, her name. So there's a whole journey for Journey. And how is she going to work with her ex who now has a fiance next to him that I don't like, there's a little bit of a twist with her and the fiance. I won't say give away too much. So there's a yeah. pretty big twist with that. And then she's like, well, what should I do? Maybe I should bring somebody in my life so that I, and so it's a mess. It's a it's a page-turning formula of dynamic characters, sexy and passionate romance and high-stakes drama, touching on themes of faith and hold-your-breath suspense that builds and propels this absorbing, fast-paced novel to satisfying conclusion. This is probably the reason people love your books, is they love they love the adventure and, and a bit of romance that goes into it. You know, I've had exes where... Uh, you know, after we break up and, you know, I'm told what a horrible person I am, they'll, they'll come back to me, uh, as they're dating the new guy. And then they'll, they'll actually take me to lunch or dinner and complain to me about the new guy. Oh, it's kind wow. of, yeah, okay. I've had, I've had that a few times. Um, and, uh, they, they find out the, the new guy, the monkey branch too, wasn't, uh, wasn't quite the, didn't yeah. turn out quite as good. As that, that grass wasn't really greener. <laughs> and so I've sat there at lunches uh going and then they buy i they're you know they then they come complain about him and i'm just like oh well you know <laughs> i'm thinking i think playing through my mind all the things that they said about how horrible i was and yeah and so you know he's not as ambitious as you i'm like well you know yeah well, you're just you're just sitting there sipping your tea <laughs> yep. you're not listening to them nothing you can say 
He went from the guy who owns uh, all the companies to the uh, guy who's the uh, art teacher who uh, <laughs> who makes twelve thousand dollars a year. Yeah, have fun with that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly so there there's a bit of fun that can be had with uh those things when when exes call you back i think i think we all go through that experience of exes and and stuff but uh sadly uh, people have got to order the book we can't give the we can't give the plot away and the ending yeah, away on the yeah show. because there's a lot of uh, for of all the books this one allowed mm -hmm. me to have more twists and turns because the the genesis of the book is someone is stalking her yeah. And threatening her with but through text and each one is getting worse and worse and worse wow and she, this... she's been shady so she has something to hide uh oh she'd been shady and then she's got this person threatening her you know there's a lot of that going on in today's world in real life too which is kind of unfortunate where yeah. you know people are being weird on text messages yeah it's just a, it's a scary thing even with artificial intelligence People like I have a friend who got an email from some strange person saying, send me fifteen hundred dollars or I'm going to show people what you've been doing on the Internet. I mean, it's just crazy. Here's your browser history. Eh? Yeah, that's <laughs> it's crazy and scary. Yeah. I mean, I, I get extortion uh, messages all the time. Usually it's a uh, it's it's a uh, well instead of showing people what i do on the internet they're like we're gonna we'll take it down so no one will know how stupid you've been on the internet <laughs> and i'm like wait a threat we'll just take it down it's, just, <laughs> it's scary but yeah so she she's involved in that getting those kinds of text messages and they can't be um traced because it looks like it's coming from a special texting app or something oh, oh. a lot of that going on nowadays so what's it like seeing your movies uh, transposed from uh, book form to tv form well you know that's a really good question because um i've only wanted to write books i a lot of people will write a book and say oh i want this to become a movie i think it'll be good as a movie i never mm -hmm. focused on that i stay just writing books and and because of that i think i had a different experience than some people would have meaning it was just like the icing on the cake to me it wasn't the cake and because of that i could let lifetime do with the movies what they wanted to do and i just keep writing the book so the, the movies look different than the book but I think because the books are 300 pages, the movie can only be 90 pages because it's a page a minute and they have to allow yeah. the commercial. And so I think Lifetime has done a great job of keeping the essence of my books. So I always say the movie tastes like the book. It's mm. not the book. It just kind of tastes like it. And so oh. there are parts that you don't. Um, see in the movie, but they've done a good job, a really good job. And it is kind of interesting to see some of your words because they give it to a script writer to rewrite the whole thing for TV. <laughs> but it is good to see. It's more of the concept that I see on there rather than my words. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, yeah. It's more of the taste of what than my exact words. But it's nice every now and then when something I've written pops up you know yeah that's that's kind of interesting because you're like you're like hey man you took my words it's kind of like when you're in editing and they they take all your words and they throw it all out and they start over again yeah 
<laughs> they take all the words, throw, they read, the great thing is that of course the script writer will read the book. And what I found interesting, Chris, was how many of the actors read the book. That was oh, really? the best part to me. Um, because with the first two books, they were filmed during COVID, so I couldn't be on the set. Uh -huh. And I had um, one of the actors, one of the men, say that he read the book and now he was a fan for life. There and you. so I thought that was so cool. Um, and these are guys that are reading the book. So that was really yeah. cool. Yeah, well, I mean, you've written 30 plus. Is it 30 on, on the mark now, or is it 30 plus? No, is it's there, you more than 30. I, I, a few years back, I stopped counting at 30, so it's 30-something <laughs> now. <laughs> that's, that's prolific, and people seem to love them and pick them up, and, of course, they get turned into movies. Um, did you have any, when you built the characters for this particular book, did you have any maybe Hollywood people in mind since some of your books are heading that way to the TV? Yeah, and that's another good question. I don't write with Hollywood people in my mind at all. I actually, though, as I'm writing, I will get images of somebody from a magazine or something, but never an actor, just something so I can have a picture in my head of what the character should, is looking like. And mm -hmm. so then when people say to me, well, who should play this part? I can't move away from who was in my head that I spent the last year writing about. Yeah. So I have a heart. And not only that, um, casting directors, this is something that I've learned, are really good. Because of the movies, which have done well, and they've had great people, I would have never put some of the people in. Like, Beyonce's mom was in one of them. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, she was in Wrath. Uh -huh. um, and I would have never put her in some of them. And then also, I would never think of singers as actors. And in so many of them, there were singers. Eric Benet was in Greed. Um, mm. And, and he, he was amazing. So I don't think I'm even good now. Not only was I never thinking about Hollywood people, but now that I see what casting agents do, I'm never going to try to do that because they are way better than me. That's a great lesson for people who write because, uh, you know, I, I think most, most of the authors that I interview, they, they don't really have characters in their head from Hollywood. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I'm narcissistic enough to be like, Oh, you know, I don't know. Some, somebody, and I can't think of any, anybody, uh, off the top of my head, but you know, I'd have Liam Neeson play me or something. I don't know. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I have that resting bitch go face, and I think he to... go, go straight for the top. Well, I mean, I would I would say the best person to play me in a movie with Brad Pitt or George Clooney, most likely, because we have such a similarity of face and look and attitude. I that agree. or the James Bond guy, any of the James Bonds, uh, <laughs> any of them, except for that tall one in the eighties. Who was he? Was a fine gent, but he was a little too. He was a he was a little too. Uh, feminine for me uh who's the roger moore oh the roger one before sean connery no the one after sean connery there was the one before sean connery there was that one guy who's that one weird yeah, one bond movie one, yeah yeah but uh you know we we I, I get stopped in the street so much and people ask for my brad pitt uh um <laughs> autograph and i'm like i'm sorry I know, they're like i'm you, sorry but, i'm not brad yeah yeah so was there was there any incorporation in this uh, you know of uh, maybe experiences you had of uh texting or talking to exes whether they contacted yeah. you or you contacted them was there any uh sort of uh yeah. lessons that you learned the incorporated in the book? no you know what's so interesting because when i was a brand new author and i wrote my very first book 
everybody read it and thought it was my life story. And I was like, no, it's my, it's in my head. Then the second book, they're like, now that's, she's just added to her life story. Then by the fourth book, I was saying to people, would you stop it? If all of this stuff happened to me, I'd be on somebody's couch, never getting up. Um, And so, no, I just think that part of the gift of writing novels is having this imagination. Mm-hmm. And just putting it together from everything that we see, from television and movies and the person and Safeway. And I'm a people watcher, so I make mm-hmm. up stories, especially at the airport. When I oh, see wow. two people together, um, I will make up a story and suddenly it's a novel. Holy crap. Well, you have a lot of time in airports now and, and there yeah, are a lot of interesting lot, people yeah. there. Yeah. There's my two favorite places where I've made up stories are airports and Starbucks. Really? Wow. Yes. I'm like you. I'm a people watcher. I've always been a people. I'm always curious about people's nature. And that's why I love the shows because I love having people on like yourself. And, uh, you know, what, what's your journey through life and what did you do? Because I'm bored with myself after 55 years. I'm sick of <laughs> hearing about me. Uh, although that's not true if you follow me on Facebook. Um, but uh, there's a bit of narcissism going on there. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it's interesting to me because I do, I do watch people. And you're, you're like, how the hell are those two people together? And you're yeah. like, even worse sometimes I look at even I, worse I, I, are they supposed to be together yeah it, sometimes I look at people and I'm like and then I see their kids and I'm like they had sex Ooh, wow <laughs> with each other with each other I hope I hope I hope one of those I hope those are the mailman's children because I don't know those are people, I don't know what's going on there I don't know I'm just being funny uh, people <laughs> right now someone's offended at home going seriously me uh that's my life <clears throat> anyway but no airports are probably fun to people watch because yeah. you know there's a lot there's a lot of crazy things going on in airports lately people yeah. throwing things around and you know oh my they, gosh they, that's getting scary you know you've given me a new series uh to think about writing novels in my life uh i could call it the karens <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and i'll just uh, take karen videos that are on the internet or tiktok and <clears throat> just do and a whole make story. Make up their whole them. story. Make up their whole story. That's a series. There you go. That or, uh, you know, I've lived in Vegas for 20 years. I could do uh, everything's an HOA in Las Vegas. And uh, I could do stories about, I think people, I think I've had one or two authors have written books, novels about crazy ass uh, 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 HOA uh, presidents. Um, yeah, we had one. We had one last time. Uh, uh we had one years and years ago i've had some crazy ones like they drive by your house they're almost like stalkers they'll come out of your yeah, house yeah. And they're, they're in their car taking pictures of your front yard because your bushes are like two inches too high and oh my you know, god it's a felony oh, yeah. basically in their yes. mind that, that you're you're being a travesty of a homeowner but that that might be a good series of novels you know yeah. where you know, it's like just HOA presidents that, that are, you know, malignant narcissists. You know, they're teapot, yeah. uh, teapot tempest, teapot uh, little Hitlers running around. You know, well, that's the only place they have any power in life. You know, they yeah. have no power anyplace else. So they re- that's like ushers in church. You know, they the only power they have in life is to tell you where to sit. And so you're like, oh, I want to sit here. No, you must sit there. Or, and that's their only power in life. Yeah. And they used to get angry at me because I pulled. Go ahead. Oh, I was 
I was just going to say, I hope I didn't offend any ushers in church right now. Yeah, we've lost at least three of the ushers crowd. So, um, way to go. <laughs> I'm we, sorry. We turn away the, the three people in the church ushers audience. Um, I'm an atheist, so we already lost most of the religion crowd years ago. Okay, so uh, not here. Yeah, but we have a lot of great religious discussions. We, we just had somebody talking about biblical uh, factual stuff last week and armageddon and, and that was a great show uh, so we have you know we have some of that show please don't leave the show just because i'm an atheist we, we you know we talk about religion and stuff yeah. we just don't really we just don't really promote it like uh but you know the problem with talking about religion on the show is we're we, we're our own mlm so we demand that people refer the show to five family and friends in their downline uh <laughs> so that's how that's how we get referrals and five-star uh things on the show <laughs> but no <clears throat> the thing that the thing that people get angry at me uh, that are ushers you know where i get the ushers upset with me is is i usually take the money out of the out of the uh, <laughs> gets passed around so, <laughs> yeah, like, like hey you can't do that buddy put the money back put the money back like, we're, we're we've we've got to pay for the uh preacher's jet <clears throat> and i'm like okay oh. well, want a jet that's my joke you people just, just being lost funny. three you just lost three church members we are losing damn it you just damn lost, it you lost the three I'm down six in the audience <laughs> thank god the podcast is up 30 percent this month um so anything more we want to tease out in the book victoria to get people to go uh buy it yeah i you know what's going to be interesting is people love reading a book and then comparing it to the lifetime movie that comes out the sort of books tomorrow and the lifetime movie is on saturday uh oh. so that's one yeah so it's you know really it's much closer usually they give me two weeks you know so people could catch up and read the book so mm -hmm. that will be interesting and, and the movie um features stephanie mills okay. um who was on Liz on the Broadway and everything else that she's done. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so that was pretty cool to be up in Vancouver with them shooting um, with her there. But the mm. biggest thing is that it's um, a, a whodunit. And even mm. if you think you know who who's doing this, I promise you, you'll be shocked by the ending. I promise you oh. there's one take-your-breath-away moment that you didn't see coming. And the only reason I know it is because that's not the way I wrote it at first, and I woke up in the middle of the night saying, I'm changing this. Ah. Those surprise endings are what people look for because I love that in a movie when you know you you don't you don't have a clue what's gonna happen until the end, or you think you know it's gonna happen, yeah. and then you get surprised. The M night Charlemagne movies were yeah. brilliant for that because you'd just be like, uh, I don't know how this, although with signs, I knew it was going to happen at the end. It was becoming a little too obvious. The The foreshadowing was a little too uh, harsh yeah. on that movie of his. But uh, yeah, most of the to, other movies. We have to do the foreshadowing, but <laughs> I promise the last 50 pages will have people saying, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming. There you go. So th is this going to be a Lifetime uh, series movie then? Do you think? This Pride? Yes. Yes, that for the movie will be on Saturday. Okay, there you go. So uh, people can watch for that. You, you've kind of got uh, Lifetime, you know, pressured into doing all seven books. Then, you know, well, they're kind of pressuring me because um, <laughs> I I'm really ready to be done with it. I want to do these five of the seven deadly sins, but they've done well. So we've got to figure out if I'm going to do, because I'm ready to move on to another genre, but 
Because this is five books. This was a lot of books to write pretty much the same thing. It's been fun, but it's been a little limiting mm -hmm. because the story is limited to the sin. So mm -hmm. I have to, it's not like I could come up with a totally fresh idea. I've enjoyed it, um, especially yeah. with, with trying, because I always wanted to remember the deadly part of it, the seven mm. deadly sins, but I didn't want everybody to die in every book. So I had to figure out other ways that people would pay, oh. would pay for their sin. And mm. that's been fun. That's been fun. But so I'm not sure that gluttony and sloth are interesting enough stories. I, I'm not sure. One's about being gluttonous, having, you know, overdoing it. And mm. the other one is about being too lazy to do anything. I just can't imagine a book about a lazy person. That sounds like my life. Maybe uh, join, <laughs> I'll send you some. I'll send you some tips in my life. No, the gluttony. Gluttony seems like <clears throat> you know. I don't know. You uh, just throwing out some ideas here for fun and giggles. Uh, you know, there's a lot of gluttony. Can you say there's a lot of gluttony on Instagram and social media these days? Oh yeah. Seems like there's yeah. a lot. I well, the only thing is, I wonder how much of it is real. You know, how much that's is true. people showing, you know. Maybe that's the plot of the story there is, you know, that people appear gluttonous, but the gluttony is the falsivity of it. I was watching, uh, I posted this TikTok uh, yesterday on my Facebook, and this uh, this woman has got these lip fillers. You know how they, they really puff uh -huh. them up, and they almost kind of look like... Uh, Oh, they look clownish in my opinion, but uh, yeah. she she has to have this this little uh, uh, steel. Uh, it's it's like a brush, but it's a steel blade. It's not really a blade, but a steel thing. And what what's happening is she's put so much lip filler into her lips that it starts to leave the lips and pour into her oh uh, the parts of her flesh. And so she has to use this kind of scraper oh to push the uh, oh the thing. And uh, to me, that that's very gluttonous. That's not uh, worth it. That's not, that's not yeah. worth anything. It doesn't look that hot, but I don't know. Maybe there are guys that are in that. But to me, that was you know a form of gluttony that that uh, yeah. you could write about. You know, when people are people are doing all sorts of things to their bodies now, but implants and and yeah. uh, everything else. You know, I've had I've had some people say, you know, they they want that uh, that they want that Beyonce uh, booty thing going on, and I'm like, you know, you don't have to get an implant for that. You just wait a few years, and uh, it, that thing will take care of itself. You know, I've got one now. I've got a Beyonce butt now. It's, I need too many tacos and burgers. So uh, you know, old so, age tends to fix all funny. that for you. Uh, you I, know, the next time I hear somebody say that, I'm going to steal that because now that's funny. Yeah, just just be like, hey, just wait ten years and uh, eat a, eat enough <laughs> and burgers. And it. It's gonna take be care there. of itself. And <laughs> I'm 55 now. It, it's everything's hanging down around the knees. So just give it, just give it time, <laughs> and that well, that will take care of itself. You don't need to add weight. You don't need to I permanently know. add weight to yourself. Now that'll no, that uh, time wasted on the young. That's very you true. That's it seems to be what I've been becoming in my old age. I'm just that I'm just that angry uh, Clint Eastwood figure who's on the lawn going, yeah, you know, <laughs> get off my lawn, <laughs> get off my lawn, get off my lawn. The Gen Z years are like, thanks, Boomer, and I'm like, I'm a Gen X, yeah. but you guys can't count anyway. Um, anyway, uh, anything more we want to tease out of the books before we go, Victoria? 
no, I, I didn't have it to, to read because I love not, you know, I think I hate reading um, from the book because I always feel like you know how to read. And so it just sounds crazy to me to read a book, um, you know, when people know how to read. But um, I, I just, I think we've told a good part of the story, you know, a woman who um, is, is in trouble. She knows she's in trouble. She's afraid of who's stalking her, but she's afraid mm -hmm. more of the secrets that she's had to hide. And she gets, has to, she, the only person who can help her is her ex. Wow. Well, uh, only person. this is, this is probably a good lesson for maybe a lot of women and, and men. Uh, you know, be nice to your ex. You may have to, you know, call them for favors. <laughs> you may have to go crawling back one day. I've and they and exes hold, you know, they hold grudges. <laughs> they and do. So they hold grudges. And so they're going <laughs> to remind you of all the reasons why you're not together anymore. And it was probably your fault. So she has to swallow a lot of her pride because she's like, a couple of times she's like, I don't have to put up with this. And then she realizes, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> you know, we've all had those times with our exes. There's that moment. There's kind of that six months or nine months or it kind of, I guess it depends on your relationship. But there's always that that thing where you always keep getting back together when you first break up and you're like, Oh, I miss this person. Then you break up and you're like, Oh yeah, it's you. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot you. It's um, you. It's you. And it reminds or, you know, her of everything. <laughs> and so many That's times hilarious. she wants to go, but he's the, only one who can help her she's he's the only one she really trusts for that for this project but mm. um she has to go through it and then a new man comes into her life mm. and everything is turned upside on its head is there some drama within the you know his his fiance the 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 ex's fiance uh there's probably some drama there is there there's some drama there's quite a bit of drama there uh, because he didn't know um, her ex, her name is Journey, and her ex's name is Ethan. Hmm. And she is shocked to find out when his fiance shows up mm -hmm. that it's her nemesis from high school. Ah, it's a high school thing. It's her nemesis so many years ago, many, many years ago. But now she's wondering why, why, why is this showing up? Is she part of this stalker thing? You know, mm -hmm. she, so now there's a lot more in everybody's a suspect. There you go. There you go. Well, exes, exes are probably a fun thing to write about because we've all had it. We've all had the experiences. Like I say, my, my exes always come back to me. Uh, and I think, I think it's sometimes they, I don't know, they like certain aspects of me, but, uh, the funnest times I've had is when they actually take me out to eat to complain about their exes yeah. and you're sitting there going, well, this is lovely. And they're complaining about your exes and you're just like, yeah, well, hey, you had a good thing. You ruined it. Hey, pride yeah. goes before the fall, eh? Exactly. And that's exactly what this book is about. You know, pride going before the fall. Because she had to let go of her pride just to go back to her ex. Yeah. 
And that's the um, the first that's the first page. Like the first line of the book is, "He's the one who got away." Women are kind of obsessed with that women, men who got away thing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And she knows it. And so then just seeing, she hadn't seen him in three years, but she had to find him. She finds out that he's been kind of keeping a, some tabs on her. Ah. So now she's thinking, oh, my goodness, maybe we're supposed to get back together. So mm. she's all into it through a couple of chapters. And then she meets his fiance. Oh. Um, who pretends that she didn't know who Journey was? It's a ah, it's a mess. It's a mess. Ah. This is we we had an author who had a book on the show where um, the uh, uh, a gal out of the blue gets her uh, what was it? She gets a marriage invitation, and uh, turns out she finds out that her ex boyfriend is marrying one of her old friends. One of her old best friends. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty scary, right? Yeah, that's pretty scary. So these are always adventurous, and women love these things. Yeah, and and I yeah we do <clears throat> we love to hate them. I think we, <laughs> but we love to hate them. We love to read a book where we're saying about someone because we do want to root for people. But there's that person that you would say, oh, my God, I can't stand them. But you turn the pages even faster with yeah. that person. And um, <laughs> what I really just enjoyed about this book and what the reviews have come back and said is that be besides everyone being a suspect, um, on every page, you just don't know what's going to happen because you're wondering, well, is it her? Is it? him and if it's him what does he want why is he doing it if it's mm. him but now i think it's her again and oh it might be her best friend from college and she mm. just she hasn't chosen the people in her life very well and now they're all coming back well pride will do that to you pride will do that to you I've, yeah. I've kind of been through some prideful things where i haven't chosen the best people in my life yeah she hasn't and then i mean <laughs> But these were when you're kids, you know, yeah, when you're yeah. young, you don't know. Yeah, I'm and still doing that now, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you haven't learned the lessons yet. So I'm going to read the book so I do and see the Lifetime movie. Yeah, so, I mean, the thing is, is that then you haven't had, pride hasn't made you have a fall. Uh, there's been a lot of falls, but I still, I just never learn. That's basically, that's why I'm going to read the book is, and watch the movie is so that I can l finally learn something. Finally, finally learn something about pride. But I don't know. Maybe that's not your biggest deadly sin. Maybe it's not, uh, that's not the biggest one. I, I delve in all several, seven of them. I've been rolling <laughs> in it. So, uh, yeah. So you got to go back and watch Lust, Envy, Greed, and Wrath. Yeah, you know, I've been single all my life and dated all my life, so pretty much that describes my whole dating life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it, Victoria, it's been wonderful to have you on and share this uh, fun stuff you've been going through, and, and you've been so prolific as an author. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I and I thank you for saying that I've been prolific. What it really is is that I have a great relationship with food and shelter, oh. and I love to eat love to live someplace so i write books so i can get paid there you go well it, it's always good to get paid for them too as well i hear <laughs> yeah. that's important yeah 
<laughs> very important to me. Very there, important. There you go. Well, Victoria, give us the dot coms wherever you want people to find you on the interwebs. Okay, so my um, website is victoriachristophermurray.com, and it can read, people can go there and read the first chapter of Pride as well as the first chapter of any of my novels there you um, go. on my website and keep up with me on my schedule and where I'm going to be. And then on Facebook and Instagram, I'm Victoria Christopher Murray. So it's easy to remember. There you go. And is the is the uh, is the um, movie that's coming out on Lifetime? Is it going to be called The Pride: A Seven yes. Deadly Sins Stories? Yes. Looks like. Yes. Okay. I pulled that up. We'll put a link on the show so you can check that out as well. There's a preview up now on uh, mylifetime.com. Yes. Yes. Movies. So that's what it's called. And it's, a, it's called the Seven Deadly Sins Story because it's like following the last four that they did. That there. They did. There you go. Well, folks, order it up wherever fine books are sold. Always read the book. The books are better than the movie. Yeah. Uh, usually. I'm not throwing shade at Lifetime, but, you know, it just is because there's more well, data. It, there's more stuff. Yeah, that because you can read I get book. to use 300 pages and they only get to use 90 pages. But I promise you, with my last four, even my readers were so pleased. And, you know, readers usually hate the movies, <laughs> but they, because they, you know, but everybody was so pleased with what they did there you go there you go well thank you for coming on the show once again uh thank thanks you thanks so much for tuning in go to goodreads.com for chess chris foss youtube.com for chess chris foss all those crazy places on linkedin linkedin newsletter all that good stuff uh be sure to uh follow the show give us a five-star referral on itunes and uh yeah there's no multi-million dollar amazon deal that we announced <laughs> on uh, april uh, 1st i can't believe people actually fell uh, for that I would, have fallen, I would have fallen for that. Would you? I would have fallen for that. We've been doing the show for 14 years. I think that's what kind of sold it. And people yeah. know we have a lot of great folks like yourself on the show. Anyway, folks, be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that should have us.